Radio, WFM 91.7. And on your women radio, WFM 91.7. And you're welcome on Panorama. Panorama is where we have the ladies from different geopolitical zones come together to discuss, accept, and disagree on topical issues. And Panorama is broadcast Mondays through Fridays at five minutes past nine. My name is Esther Alaribe. And there, Panorama families, you're welcome to the month of November. So, happy new month to you. And I hope that this month brings you all of the fulfillment and happiness in every area of your life where you want to see that change yes i am rooting for you i'm also rooting for me too mm. because everything i wish you i wish myself as well and i'm hoping that this month just uh, brings out the best version of each and every one of us okay so going into the conversation today as always you know we get to discuss accept and disagree on topical issues yes sometimes we have to disagree for us to be able to come to a logical conclusion mm -hmm. So, the phone lines are open for you to join the conversation, 07000-917-917, or you can send us a text or a WhatsApp message, 07-0317-565-37, to be a part of the conversation. And you can listen live from any part of the world, www.wfm917.com is the website you can listen from anywhere in the world. And you can also download the mobile app, WFM917, and you have us with you every single time 247 okay joining me in this conversation this morning we're going to be speaking to Ibn Abo Dixon and Buki Femi Angela good morning Ibn Abo how are you doing today happy new month to you <laughs> good morning you know good morning to all our valued listeners and good morning to Buki Efe great to be here and happy new month to everyone the month of november is upon us now yes so <laughs> it is it is thank you so much for joining us this morning and Buki fa how are you doing this morning i spoke to you earlier how are you doing today yes um i'm doing great thank 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 god for that god is god is grateful we've seen another new month so happy new months to our dear panorama family happy new months we've been able, happy new months minister of happiness and our crew Thank you. Thank you so much. It warms my heart so, so much. Thank you so much, ladies, for being on the program this morning. So we're going to be starting off the conversation with this one. When I first saw the story, going through it, I just thought, this life, it really must be hard, though. Mm? So I recall this conversation. We had a conversation on X Spaces on Saturday, talking about the rising cases of femicide and how a lot of young women are losing their lives, especially to intimate partners. I mean, if I call you my partner, to an extent, I, I trust you. I want to be comfortable around you. But that's not what we get to see anymore. And this story is no different because a 33-year-old man has been sentenced to life imprisonment. And you probably will be wondering what has he done to warrant this sentence. Just hold on. This man went out of his way to get acid to bathe his girlfriend over refusal to marry him. Make I talk on the way you and I go to understand. As far I tell person say marry me, no green marry me, go find acid to for body. As far say if you no green marry me, nobody else go feel marry you or say me just die by me. How? How do you think about this kind of things for somebody who I mean, for you to want to live the rest of your life with somebody, for you to want to marry somebody, there's a level of affection and care that you feel for this person. Sometimes when it doesn't even work out, you still want this person to be happy. Just wishing them well. It doesn't always have to end 
on a bad note. But no, this man, Jide Afolanyo Sunday, 33 year old, thought it wise to say, if you don't marry me, another person will go marry, marry you and you possibly will die in the process. But this man has been sentenced now, life imprisonment, and also he has to pay 10 million naira as compensation for the survivor's surgery. This is really difficult. It is difficult because this same society of ours, we get to put a lot of pressure on young women. Oh, when are you getting married? Why did you stop talking to that your boyfriend? Uh-uh, small character will just show you. You cannot even manage. I, I, I recall somebody, there was a conversation one time where somebody was telling a lady close to me. Me, I was just there looking at them. Eh, that you have some of these flaws doesn't mean you cannot patch it up now. Patch it up. And I'm like, really? Some of the things that these people were talking about, none of my business, but I was listening. Like, you call these issues small small bad character and you want the lady to stay back in it then tomorrow when the issue actually breaks out and it's something big then you now remind her about how she could have left we put so much pressure on young ladies to want to get married uh, when are you getting married when are you doing this but when there is concerns about the red flags with you you want to shut it down and tell them that they are not being patient enough because i've heard a lot about uh, people saying that gen z young ladies these days they don't want to persevere they don't want to endure what our mothers endured they don't want to manage and all manage somebody else's child bad character because you were not raised properly me i should manage you i really don't understand and i'm glad that ibnabo and buki um are here i mean you've seen life way 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 more than the rest of us and and i'm having to think about this issue how because how do you go bathing somebody who you wanted to propose to with acid what was the intention behind it ibnabo you see um, it is very common with some men when they are denied anything, they feel they feel very bad, they feel very insulted, they feel like who are you to do that to them? And in the in, in, in the midst of that, you know, they become very desperate to to deal with you, to punish you forever turning them down for anything. And then the next thing you see is, as a matter of fact, I pray that the police will really come out and do a lot of um, sensitization on this because there is this tendency of this thing becoming uh, a trend. Because I, I could recall some years back, some years back, it was almost becoming a trend for for boyfriends to pour acid on their girlfriends. There was a particular story some years back. I think we discussed that one on Panorama. The guy said the girl was beginning to feel too big for her shoe size. So is, is it because you are pretty? So he poured acid on her face. Wait, just because he felt that she was doing too much because she was pretty? You understand? He said wow. maybe, maybe they had an argument and he felt that she was so full of herself because she she was pretty. He actually said it to her face to face and he said he was going to deal with her. And dealing with her meant that he was going to put acid on her. And he did. He actually went for her face and put the acid on her face. Very intentional act. Very, very intentional. So and in that period it became you know it became Hello, Ibnabo, can you hear me? Ibnabo, can you hear me? Oh, I think Ibnabo is having network challenges. Um, Buki, 
this this issue, anyhow we choose to look at it, is something that needs to be addressed. This same October, we're talking about the case of Justina, who was killed by her 400-level um, student of Uniport boyfriend. We're also talking about the case of Augusta, who was killed by her boyfriend, who fled when investigation began on the issue. And these are, I mean, different stories from different women. We don't want to keep counting these stories. We don't want to keep records of these ugly numbers. Something has to change, Buki. Yes, I, I totally agree. Uh, it has to change. Like if Nago was narrating, I'm sure she will come back. Mm. Um, it's um, these, these are stories that touch the heart. You know, when we realize that men who cannot control their anger, you know, tend to move from the angry state to the should I call it the wicked and dehumanizing state someone you know, someone you want to marry, because the person now said, I don't want to marry you. She, she must have seen one or two things. Yes. You know, for her to have said, you know what, I don't think I want to go into this marriage. And the next thing is you poured her seat on her. So that means that it was, you had you. Hello, Buki. For some reason, the network just chooses to act up at this point in time. I don't know what's you happening. Had, you okay, the book is back. Mm. Yes, I yes. So mm. that means that you had actually thought through it because the first the days she invite, he invited her, mm-hmm. and you know, a hot argument, and then the next thing is so you must have probably got a wind or maybe the suggestions of the of the lady, you know, prior to that time. Mm. So, probably I felt that, okay, maybe this woman does not want to to do anymore, you understand? And said, okay, I will plan for her. So, it's, it, it's, it, it, it's a little bit of mental illness, to be honest, you know, but but then, um, because somebody who has, who has mental illness, who can't think, can't think like a human being anymore, you know, so, like we always say, when, when someone has excessive anger and your anger, you, you, you are not satisfied until you injure that person, then please go for, for counseling, go for therapy. You know, yes, you can get angry, but you don't want to injure somebody, but there's some anger that until you injure somebody before that your anger is pacified. Those are terrible things that need to be to be looked into. So I do not know who is listening to us like we normally say. Um, when you have excessive anger and until you break, you destroy, you you injure somebody, you see blood or you know, I mean, do something bad to somebody. I mean, some people will say, I will beat you that there will be a mark. Why why would you do that? Why would you do that? So these are things that we need to look out for. And I don't blame the lady, you know, for saying I don't want to marry. Uh, we, we learn from these things. I don't blame her for going to that place. You understand? Because we don't know the full story of these things. And like I always say, social media will only report the one that is going to sound so sweet in our ears. So, I mean, they were cutting before. I mean, so maybe they had been meeting like that. So I, I don't blame her. But what are the lessons we need to learn from this? 
I mean, self-responsibility, that's just it. If you if, if you're in a relationship and it's already going sour and things like that, hey, even if you have to meet, meet in a public place, not in an enclosed in an enclosed place. These things are just there for us to begin to learn, you know, uh, the illiterate of today is not that person that cannot read or write. The illiterate of today is that person who does not want to learn, does not want to unlearn, and does not want to relearn. So everything we are discussing, we are relearning, we are unlearning, and we are learning. So I want us to look at it like that. Well, I, I, I pray I pray they will be able to, the 10 million that he was, was asked to pay, I hope he will be able to have that 10 million. And I, and I hope that the 10 million, even if he um, brings it, will be able to take care of, you know, the health of the lady and also a lot of plastic surgeries and things like that because mm-hmm. the ear and part of the breast has been affected. And that's and that's a big and that's a big issue. But this will teach a lot of people. It is not my first. If you are going into a relationship and somebody says, Hey, I don't want you anymore, you as a man you should be able to take to take that. And as a woman, because we also need to talk about that. Some women also they might not go as it, but some women will decide, you know, to, to go into depression. Because we also know that. I mean, you know, there are ways of we taking these things. So men are aggressive, you know, uh, but then the women will tend to go into a state of depression, and some of them actually lose their minds. So we need to look at these things that life is no and yes. It is either a no or a yes. So while we are growing up, even as as um, as people who move lives, parents, guidance, teachers, elders in the community, we must also begin to train people on how to live with adversity, how to manage, you know, how to manage. I keep saying something that when you look at our seasons, there are the dry seasons, there are the wet seasons. So how do you behave when it's dry? How do you behave when it's wet? You manage it. You know these things. Everything cannot be rosy all the time, you know. Every month cannot be the same, but like like we normally say, there's sometimes that hey, the things will not be too palatable. How do you manage some things? How do you manage some things? How do you cope? So these are things that we need to begin to tell people. How do you cope even when when you meet people that have excessive anger? You know, you you for someone who has an excessive anger that you have been able to identify, even if that person believes that I don't I don't I don't want any therapy, how do you manage such a person if that person is part of your family members? You know, so these are things that we need to guard against, you know, uh, and uh, get educated so that we don't become a victim. Thank you. Hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Buki, really, because I've been thinking about so many things on this um particular one and looking at different reports from what i was able to find online reading up on this this is not the first time that um lovers are getting into an argument and the other one most times from the report the man is pouring acid on the woman so just make her look a certain way or put her in a very bad condition just to say if I cannot have you or I cannot have my way then nobody else will now even about let's talk about how somebody 
an individual with no affiliation with an organization that works with uh, maybe things that have to do with um, production or acid or use it in your day-to-day -day work or something, how you are able to get it? Because there has to be some kind of regulation. When we know that there is a problem at hand, at hand to solve, we have to look at all of the different factors. Buki has mentioned mental illness, that it's possible that this man possibly had issues mentally. Again, we cannot take it away from the fact that he just felt that this is a woman I should be able to subdue or control her. She cannot be able to speak to me that way. But how is he just able to lay his hands on this substance that we're talking about just like that? If he can get it, any other person out there can get it. You get into an argument with your girlfriend, your wife, your colleague or anything. And the next thing, just like that. We're talking about a life, Ibinabo. Esther, mm -hmm. unfortunately, getting an acid is not a big deal. Because even if you walk down to, the, to any mechanic village, you can get an acid. Very terrible. So it's not something that is being controlled. It is it is it's a matter of if you want it you can get it. And this is where the government should come in. This is where people be very careful. Because if if it is something that is, is so it is within reach, then it is very dangerous because even people can discreetly attack another person with it. Of course, of course. So, so, so it, it's unfortunate, and I hope that um, because there was, like I was saying earlier, there was a time it was becoming a, a pain, a trend. It was trending. Every story you hear, boyfriend put acid on girlfriend, girlfriend put acid on boyfriend, um, rival, two girlfriends, one pass it on the other. You know, and all those very, very, you know, uh, unpleasant stories. Yeah, very unpalatable. So, 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 I, 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 if the appropriate authorities could just step in and make sure that they put a bit of control on how you can easily access acid. That will go a long way because, you know, this, uh, some of these car batteries, some are dry cell, some, some have acid. So, so, and, 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 and then, and then, you know, uh, um, when you talk about uh, schools, you talk about chemistry lab, they have, they have acid. Hmm. You can even create acid yourself. You can you can mix some chemicals together and get and 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 and, and you the end product will be an acid. So the bottom line here is, government should play their own role. Their families should play their role. Parents, their children must learn how to take or handle defeats. And it shouldn't start when they are old already. Start when they are very little. I don't know whether Esther could recall, there was a time we discussed a particular story concerning a school on the island. I think maybe Lekki Axis or all of these very big schools. Okay. And it's a primary school. So there was this new people, a girl, who joined the class. Meanwhile, there was a particular boy who was always talking the class. So this new girl came and she talked the class. And that became an issue. To the end that the boy, the boy had to look for something, something poisonous. I think a bit of an acid. He got it in a syringe. I don't I did, I could I just can't imagine how it maybe probably 
I think they were in junior class. I think they were in GS class. Hmm. He was able to sneak into the chemistry lab. God, I don't know how he was able to recognize um, the acid. Got an acid and injected the acid into the girl's um, uh, bottle. Hmm. To have water bottle or something. Hoping that she would drink it and die. Terrible. It was bad. And eventually, I can't really recall how the girl got to it. I think somebody told her about it or something. Something happened. That was how the story broke out and then the boy confessed and everything. And he said it was because he had been the, you know, the big boy of the club. Now she has come to take over his position hmm. from him. A little boy. So while we're talking about this, Ibinabo, yesterday... Um, yes, this yesterday on the Morning Motivations on radio, I was talking about how some people do not teach their children how to handle failure. And this is a real thing. A lot of children just grow up knowing that, oh, they have parents there, people would always stand up for them, people who can always do stuff for, people can always rely on. Nobody actually prepares them for failure when you are not the best in the setting, when you are not the best or most intelligent person in the room. Everybody wants to be that person that every other person reckons with. But in some cases, you might not just be that person at every point in time. How many parents actually get to prepare their children for these harsh realities? How many parents? It's unfortunate. You know, you know, you know, you know the sad part is that some parents do not know when to draw the line. When they are trying to teach their children to always stand up for themselves. You have to be specific. Standing up for yourself does not mean that if someone is not doing better than you, you better than you, then the person is an enemy and the person should be eliminated. That is not that hasn't got anything to do with standing up for yourself and you know defending yourself and defending your position. You know, you know, you know, the more we are desperate for, I mean, to get everybody's validation, the more mistakes you will make. Parents must take their children. No matter how sunny or bright it may be, there will be some clouded spots in everybody's life. Of course. So, 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 just being a no matter what person, you want to move on. You don't want to hurt people because it seems as if you you, you keep seeing people who who don't you know agree with you as a hodl. Then then they must be removed. It's not right. It's not right. Parents should learn the proper way of bringing our children. See, some parents will tell you, if you go to school, anybody gives you it. Anybody gives you one blow, you come with ten blows. You can imagine. So, so you are trying to teach your child how not to be timid, how to learn how to defend himself or herself. But in the while while doing that. You are busy teaching this boy or this girl to be a bully or yeah. to be a troublemaker in the school. So there's always a, 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 a thin line between all of this. So parents must recognize it and not allow their children to go overboard. Yes, don't be timid. Yes, speak up. Yes, but then at what point do you end up hurting some other people without being attacked? Now, imagine that little boy who felt that this girl was already, you know, taking away all the attention he used to get from his teachers, from the from his fellow pupils. Now, 
the next thing for him to do was to eliminate her because he saw her as a problem. She became a hoodoo. It must be surmounted. So he surmounted her means killing her, poisoning her. Spirit must. We, you see, sometimes people will just listen to, they take information, they don't process it properly, they just pick it up and hand it over to somebody else without properly seeding it. So that you, you, don't, you, you don't transfer everything, both the chaff and the wheat to the other person. Because this is a child that will not know how to process all of this. So as a parent, you have to learn when you're, when you're giving out information, when you're training your child on how to live among other people, maybe in school, maybe wherever. You see, a personality is the idea you want to portray. But you don't portray this by hurting other people. So, parents must learn to teach their children that. And the point whereby you are beginning to become a threat to life. Then this is no longer, you know, you know, holding your own. I know I in fact I I I I I I, I, I can't get it. I can't get it. Mm. But parents parents would get it right and know when to draw the line. Don't in the bit of wanting your child to be um, you know, not not to be a, a pushover. And at the end of the day, you are building a criminal. You are building somebody that is becoming so hard-hearted that they can do anything, they can hurt anybody, and they won't even bother, they won't put an eyelid. It's, it's wrong. It is. It's wrong. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Ibn Abo, and thank you, Buki, as well, for, your, uh, for lending your voice on this case, because... We cannot keep losing young women, losing women to this kind of issues just because some people cannot control their emotions or their anger or are not emotionally intelligent enough to handle such um, cases. 28 minutes to 10 on Young Women Radio, WFM 91.7, and this is Panorama. Panorama is where we have the ladies from different geopolitical zones come together to discuss, like said, and and um, disagree on topical issues. And this morning I have Ibn Abu Dixin and Buki Femi Ajala as we get to discuss different issues this morning. The phone lines are open 07000-917-917 or you can send us a text or a WhatsApp message 07-0317-56537. You can listen live via the website www.wfm917.com. Download the mobile app to listen live WFM 917. So we're moving on to the next story here and this one. This lady is having to ask for help for her cousin. This cousin has been married for six years. And for some reason, the husband would not just allow for them to go seek medical help. They're both Christians, strong believers. And the husband just thinks that their infertility for the time being is probably a test or a test of their faith from God. And that's why he's not going to try any other means or go out of his way to get help or anything and she's worried she's worried for herself her biological clock i mean as a woman you need to be able to if you if you're going to have children you need to do it as early as possible medical practitioners have advised over time but the woman doesn't the, the woman is trying everything but the man is not just coming forth and now she's found a man who is a single father with a child who seems interested in her and she's having to ask for help. How would she address this? Because the husband doesn't seem to be on the same page with her bookie. <laughs> All right, 
Okay, okay. So, thankfully, she sent the church worker, so I will come from that biblical um, terrain, so, so to say. From the basis of the fact that she wants a child, and she now wants to get out of this marriage and marry the single, the single um, parents. You know, the man who has a child. I cannot guarantee that life will be will be better there. I can't guarantee. She is the only one that can judge. You know, or. Maybe after, if they're able to get her story. But I think what she needs to do first, um, the, the story says that both of them are virgins, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an issue. So it's an issue. Mm. Hello, so okay. it's an issue. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, so it's an issue of education and being aware that even God who created us was the one who gave people understanding of how to use leaves and so many things, even science to help our body. If truly he understands the Bible, he will know that they had a lot of medical doctors. Luke was a doctor. And there was a point where he says, you know, take wine. Even for, do I know a lot of people have bastardized that old saying they've, they've, they've constructed in, in different ways, you know. But hey, there are times you have to take this. The wine they were talking at that time was, was this pastor of that church. You know, there's a way these things work. There will be somebody you, you would probably want to listen to. So before she jumps out, has she taken that? I mean, has she been able to bring that person to such a person where they will educate? And this also has to do with the way some religious organizations go about these things. It's time that pastors begin to understand some of the benefits of science, you know, to, 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 to the health of a human being so that they can actually correct a lot of misbeliefs, right? So if she has done all this and the man is still insisting, then it's a choice. It is not for us to say this is what she should do. But the issue is that where she's going... I, I I I hope she understands where she's going. I mean, things might things might not be rosy, you know, because at times we think that everything is rosy on the other side. But hey, she really needs to look at it. But I think she should go for that first option. It's more of education, more of awareness. You know, it's a mindset that some some people in the church do have. So it's an issue of renewing that person's mindset, and it can actually come from the pastor. I don't know the church, but it can actually come from that. Except if all of them are looking at the same place, then it's going to be a big concern. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Buki, for your thoughts there. Really, because I was thinking about this and the fact that some people do not know that 
in as much as your faith allows you, you want to exercise your faith, when it comes to certain corridor, even God agrees with men in certain things that happen. I mean, people go to try IVF and it works out in different ways for different people. People get to celebrate how they were able to have their babies through different artificial forms. Talk about um, IVF, artificial insemination, and it works. It works. Um, just a few weeks ago at um, St. Ives Specialist Hospital, they were having to celebrate 3,000 babies. And this is medicine. It's working for people. Why are you not opening your eyes up to see that there are options? I saw that one, and it, it gave me some kind of relief to know that people are actually getting more open to getting help from different places. Ibn Abo, what do you advise this lady? Okay, so um, we don't know how much effort she has made mm. uh, uh, in terms of um, engaging their, their pastor. We don't even know the church because there, there are churches where they completely will tell you, don't worry, God will do it. Don't even take anything. You know, some people, even when they have injury, you don't treat it and all that. Um, it is good to have faith, but um, we live in this world and um, I, I don't like double standard. I don't like double standard, double standard in the sense that now... These are the same people that will be using phone. Phone is science. These are the same people that will drive cars. Cars is science. Mm. They are using glasses. They are using glasses. Mm -hmm. So the products of science fool your house. When it comes to now to use science to, to support or to help you out of your problem, then you begin to say something else. You see... The fact that I think people, um, people like that, I'm not judging him, but, but this is my opinion, please. Okay. People in the, in the shoes or in the category or in the class of that man are the kind of people that they would have wished that the woman didn't get to know about their situation concerning mm. Obigospamia. You understand? So that all the faults, all the fingers, all the anger, everything will be directed towards the wife. Hmm. Because it is, it is, it is, I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take away the fact that God is God. You go to the hospital. As a matter of fact, everything that, everything that science has brought is God. It's God who gave them the knowledge. When God gives knowledge, it, 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 it did not tell you how far you should bring the knowledge. It still depends on you on how, whatever you do with the knowledge. The fact that God has given you this wisdom, this knowledge, this experience, this, you know, technical know-how and everything, and they are using it negatively, it is not God's fault. It is you as a human being. And in the same way, when God gives this knowledge, knowledge of science, and if it will help you, and you, you offer yourself to be helped, it doesn't reduce you as a Christian or as a child of God. You see, some people haven't had issues of, you know, um, getting pregnant. If eventually, when eventually they go for, um, what's it called now? This artificial okay, artificial insemination. Insemination, yes, and then eventually get pregnant. And you even have multiple babies. 
You understand? They will, they will not mention it. See, there are people who have come down with diseases and they and they had the best doctors and they eventually died. Hmm. So that you 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 offer yourself for medical assistance and it turned out, you know, successful. It is still God. In everything, you can't remove the God factor. You cannot remove God from it. So if anybody feels that no, I will not offer, I will not offer myself for any medical clinic or clinical because uh, at the end of the day, God must not care his glory. You're not sharing God's glory. You're not. Because the person who treated you of that disease did not create himself. God created him. Like your man will say, Esther, if you if you if you if you have seen a, an okra tree before, I'm not sure I have. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Mm. It is it because it doesn't even have the 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 the, 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 the <laughs> is it turgidity or what mm. to stand? Let alone be taller than the person that planted it. You see, we have to understand that. God has given us everything for our comfort. God has put help in various places for us. It is the grace of God that when you take paracetamol, your headache goes. There are people who take paracetamol and their headache will still be there, pounding. So let's not be ahead of ourselves. We will not serve God but as God did, please. Low sperm count. To an extent, is a treatable uh, a, 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 a issue. You can treat it. Avail yourself for that, and stop making the woman look like a bad person. Oh, she's not patient. Oh, she's not this. Oh, she's not that. Why people are still pointing fingers at her. Well, Maybe she's she the one stay. responsible. Yes, but then she will stay with you and condone your foolishness as as this man is displaying now. At the end of the day, biological time is ticking. Then maybe after after so many years, he will now agree to to offer himself for treatment. Then he will now be fine. Then she, a biological time don't pass. Then he will now be saying, eh, you know, eh, this and that. Then at the end of the day, he will now go and marry another woman and then get pregnant. And she will have a baby for him. To whose detriment? Sometimes people should always think about other people's plight. Don't just be selfish. You're not the only one in this. You are two. So you should always think about the other person too. Don't be selfish. If you know that you cannot offer yourself for treatment, then you leave her. Leave her. If you don't want children, she wants children. You just you just expose your wife to some people judging her. Mm -hmm. People running her off with their comments is not fair. It is not fair. All right. Thank you so much, Ibnabo. 15 minutes to 10 on Your Women Radio, WFM 91.7. And this is still Panorama, in case you're just joining us. Panorama is where we have the ladies from different geopolitical zones come together to discuss, dissect, and disagree on topical issues. My name is Esther Alaribi, and I've been speaking to Ibnabo Dixon and Buki Femi Adela as we discuss this morning on different issues. The phone lines are open, 0700-917-917, or you can send us a text or a WhatsApp message, 070-317-565-37, to be a part of the conversation. So this one we're going to be looking at is something that we've spoken about 
over and over again talking about the need to secure the lives and properties of Nigerians. And this one, the governor of Borono State, Governor Baba Ganazulum, is having to raise concerns to say that if Boko Haram is not well managed, if the security issue in the northeast is not well managed by the federal government, it would escalate into something else. And having to cite Borono State as um, a state that is actually very vulnerable, looking at the fact that we're bordering um, Borono State's borders, Chad, Cameroon, and Niger Republic, and the borders are very porous. So there is need to actually maintain a high level of security. And also, talking about young children being conscripted into this um, different terrorist groups is also something to bother about. We're talking about the high rate of out-of-school children. We're talking about families not being able to fend for their children, leaving them to the streets, and just anybody and anybody will be able to pick them up and get them into different social vices to work for them. Even about this is a big challenge that we have at hand that we really need to look into because in other parts of the country we're talking insecurity we're talking um banditry uh, kidnapping abduction and what have you in the northeast they're looking at boko haram iswap terrorist attacks so it anyhow we choose to look at it you might just say oh Borno state is far away from me it concerns every one of us because our borders are porous i mean the governor of the state himself has said so esther mm. Where did the abduction of schoolgirls, where did it start? Borono State. So, Abu is our vice president, <laughs> a former Borono State governor. So, you see, at the end of the day, I feel that, for me, looking at the whole picture, I think um, um, Shatima being vice president is a good opportunity for us to begin to see the end of um, this insecurity, especially in that part of the country. Because as a governor then in Borno State, Shatima was seriously saddled with the issues of insecurity, with the abduction of school girls, football girls, then and everything. So, so he has as, as the vice president, it should, it should be, I mean, if all he's able to do with Mr. President is to bring about, you know, you know, safety in that part of the, of, of the country. In fact, in that region, the northeastern region, I think it's something that we should applaud him for if he's able to do it. Because as the vice president, to an extent, he has, he has, some level of some, some level of you know authority. So the, I think a governor should be addressing this to the vice president and Mr. President as well, because this is not something that you need to start explaining to them. Shetima had a first-hand experience from the activities of Boko Haram. When they abducted the girls, the Jibon girls, even the Dutch girls. So this is not something that he is unfamiliar with. He had he had fought it and to an extent he did well in his state. He had to rebuild uh, when he was governor, he had to rebuild uh, you know, convert uh, the schools and, and and build a a, a modern day structure and I, I, I didn't see but I saw pictures that had, at least to a reasonable level, 
I mean, enough security that, that the schools in that state never had prior to that time. So, at this point, we are appealing to um, Mr. Shatima. So, please, you had the experience. Your state was the worst thing in terms of insecurity then before it gradually spread from the northeast to the northwest to the north central. And like that, it keeps, you know, cascading downwards the south. So, they have a lot to do. And then again, like Red said, you see, we have a lot of homeless children roaming the streets. I know there are homeless children all over the place. But you can even feel the overflow of it, even in some parts of Lagos. Mm. Look at the uh, punch on the pass. Yes, yes. Just here in Aripo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I engaged some of the women there. We had conversations. And I got to know that some were from Yobe, some were from Borno State. I mean, they were running away from terrorists. So this is a national issue. Okay. One of the things that the past, the past, the past president and PMB could not, he did his best. He did his best. But you see, the new government must make it a priority to bring about security in Nigeria. Because insecurity affects everything. Of course. It is insecurity that has made the food, the cost of food to have escalated to the point that it is today, because farmers have been sacked from mm. their farms by these terrorists. People are displaced. All right, thank you, Binabo. You. Thank, you. Mm, thank you. I mean, if we keep talking about these issues, really, there's so many sides to ch uh, touch on this particular one. Uh, Buki, I'll take your final words as we wrap up on this um, particular one. Okay, so there was a time the network was off. Mm. I was off. Yeah. We're talking about so, the comment of uh, the governor of Borono State on okay, how then, young children yeah, need to be saved from. Yeah. Nigeria yeah. yeah, because he's looking at it and he has been able to identify, you know, that Bono is close to, is porous, the borders are porous. And then, of course, he has been able to study how the, the terrorists, they are recruiting young people. So if Bono, you know, shares border with three countries, mm. And the the, 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 the the border is porous and a lot of recruitment is going on. And mind you, we're talking about the multidimensional poverty of Nigeria. It is very high in the north. So he's sounding a note of a warning that if care is not taken, hey, I know Nigeria cannot be off the map, but he's just sounding an alarm mm. that, hey, I hope we'll be able to handle the crisis. If we look back, all the things that we have done, we talked about IDP today. Um, a lot of people that have lost their lives, a lot of people are in IDP camps, you understand? Do you know how much money that they have spent? Personal and even government, you know? So it's just something in notes of alarm that, hey, the present, the, the present uh, Tinubu government should do something about it. We expect him to do something about it. All right. Thank yeah, you so much, Buki. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Buki. Thank you, Binabo. Do have a good day. Thank you for having us. All right.
Yes, and it's a wrap on the conversation this morning. We've been able to touch on different issues, topical issues as they affect us in the society, and we really want to see a change in these different issues. My name is Esther Alaribi, and this has been Panorama on Women Radio 91.7. Up next is Radio Doctor with Rose Yusuf Kesar. I hope that you have a good day, and please remember that you need to represent your own self as a brand and the country Nigeria, every place that you get to appear in a good light. Good morning. To sponsor this program, call the number 0816-480-7613. WFM 91.7.